Hello and welcome to another episode of Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast where we take popular properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's kind of like brainstorming fan fiction, which we can all get behind, I'm sure. Yep. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tanner. Lindsay, you're back. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like minus 28 outside right now. Why did I leave Mexico? You're Canadian. You should be used to it. Ugh. Doesn't mean I like it. Yeah, valid. It's cold. And we keep getting fog. <laughs> the fuck is up with you? Like, we're we actually have water. Regina has water too. It's all in the sky. <laughs> we have one body of water. It's the man-made lake. <laughs> that probably needs to be dug again. Yeah. Drain it and refill it. <laughs> Ship uh, the water off to the Hudson so they can keep up appearances. <laughs> do you want to get into Mexico or do you just want to get into the thing? I'll just say Mexico. I had fun for the most part. Saw some cool ruins. Wasn't bogged down over at a resort all the time. That would have been boring. And also golf is like expensive. Why were you golfing in Mexico? I wasn't golfing, but like loads of people go down there to golf. Huh. Yeah. It's mostly dudes. And uh, yeah, cenotes are really cool. The beaches were pretty cool. The food was amazing. Never had a bad meal. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I had pineapple that was like some of the best fruit I've ever had. And I don't like pineapple. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's the magic of Mexico. Yeah. They have the real pineapples. Well, everything is always in season. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, I recently learned that mangoes get flash boiled when they arrive in North America from, I can't remember where they come from, but they get flash boiled in order to get rid of any fruit fly larvae that might be in them. Okay. So that's why they always taste kind of off. Yeah. And I don't know if flash freezing would be that much better. Um, it'd probably preserve the taste, but it may not necessarily get rid of any stuff there. Flash freezing can kill a lot of stuff. That's what they use in the archiving world. Um, okay. Yeah, Free, it's, they freeze it, books? Yeah, they'll freeze books if they get wet. Huh. Yeah. It kills mold. So at some point we have to do a reboot of Batman where Mr. Freeze is an archivist. <laughs> did you listen to last week's episode with Duncan? Yeah. And how did you enjoy that? Pretty good. I did not know that much about uh, Sonic going in. And uh, that game... Um, Sometimes delays are good. Yes. That's becoming a big mood in a lot of game journalism. Yeah. Let them sleep. Let them rest. You either want it done fast or done right. Anyway, let's get into the thing. Let's get into the thing. All right. Lindsay, this week, for your listening pleasure, I bring to you Torchwood. Oh, wow. Yes. So this was something I had on my list pretty much since I started making the list of topics I could use, and I moved it up a little bit because of the Doctor Who New Year's special. Okay. Right, so Torchwood, for a little bit of background, is a spinoff of Doctor Who. It starred, the main people in it were Jack Harkness, Ianto Jones, and Gwen, I can't remember her last name, I want to say Cooper. Yes, Gwen Cooper. Okay. They're the three main people who ran Torchwood. Um, Jack Harkness is famous for being gay for everything in existence. And Jack Harkness, of course, is played by John Barrowman, who is one of the most famous gays 
or at least he was named like second most popular gay at some point a few years ago. Okay. He lost to Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. But like that was back in the day where th- there weren't as many gay people out, celebrities. <laughs> now you can find YouTube videos where it's like, here's all the coming outs that you missed because social media is just flooded with them. Yep. Anyway, Torchwood. So Torchwood was a spinoff of Doctor Who. It's also an anagram of Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, Did not as, know that. Yeah, I think like when they figured that out like s- several decades ago, they were like, <laughs> we should do something with this. And it took them a while to actually get it off the ground. And yeah. it ended up being spun out after the second revival season. And basically they're kind of like, if the Doctor is the Avengers, then Torchwood is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, that makes sense. And they got four, well, okay, uh, they got four television series. Um, two of them were like miniseries because they had two normal seasons. And then season three was subtitled Children of Earth because it just dealt with this one through line through the whole thing. Okay. And then the fourth season was Miracle Day and they did a similar thing. They had more episodes, but it was just like this, instead of a monster of the week, it was the same plot going through the whole thing and each episode was developing it. And then they got like the official unofficial season five in the form of a big finish audio drama. Okay. And it sounds like that's probably how they will be continuing for the foreseeable future. And I have not, full full disclosure, I have not listened to the audio drama. I also have not seen the first two seasons of Torchwood. But I, I don't think we're going to need that for this. Yeah. Because my idea was that this can be, and I think this is another thing that they've tried to do for a while, this would be Torchwood America. Okay. Or Torchwood USA. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure... I heard some kind of murmurings about, oh, we want to do a Doctor Who spinoff set in the States. Because we tried that once with the TV movie that had the Eighth Doctor on Fox. Okay. Yeah, Fox of all people got the Doctor Who movie. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. And that um, was in their early days. Yeah. It was a baby Fox. They, were, they weren't even Fox, they were Kit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard that, um, what would he have been, the Eighth Doctor? Yep. Paul McGann. Yeah, he kind of got done dirty by that, and then he's been more fleshed out in the audio dramas. Yeah, he got, he's gotten a lot of audio dramas. He got some of the comic books, and he also, before, or no, after the audio dramas, they also let him have a short leading up to the 50th anniversary that got okay. to show the Eighth Doctor regenerating into the War Doctor. Okay, yeah. Who, because the 13th Doctor is actually the 14th Doctor, because they didn't number the War Doctor because he went against everything the Doctor stood for. Yeah. The 50th anniversary was during a time where I wasn't even watching Doctor Who because I was just so incredibly tired of Moffat. Yeah. And it seems like they just give him more stuff to do. Oh, he's gone now. I know, but like the British producers seem to give oh, him yeah. more, more stuff. Are they still making Sherlock? I don't know... I hope not, because... It seems, it seems to just spontaneously manifest out of the ether. Mm-hmm. I say just uh, let it die, please. Yep. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Hey, remember uh, Super Hulock? Oh, why must you remind me of this? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's one of the Tumblr sins, okay? We have to we have to it's do the original for sin. It. Yeah, Tumblr original sin. Oh. You remember Super Hulog Vengers? I I think I managed to unfollow the Super Hulog crowd before they glommed onto the Avengers, so yeah. Mm-hmm. That was back in like the heyday of the Avengers where we only had to deal with six of them. Yeah. And oh, that, the Halcyon days of 2012. Yeah. Oh god, that's seven years ago now. Yeah. We have to start looking into seeing if anyone's planning our 10-year high school reunion. Uh... Are we going to be honest when we show up there or are we going to try and fake shit? Um, some little white lies might be okay. I'm just gonna burst in. I'm I'm running my entire podcast network, and I write stories for Power Rangers. Are they official stories? <laughs> oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally have a government job. But it's classified, and I can't tell you a lot about it. <laughs> if I told you, I have to kill you. Just just come in your best Bond girl gown. <laughs> Uh, I only wish I was Ava Green. We all wish we were Ava Green. Mm-hmm. Deep down. Yeah. Do you remember Rise of the Brave Tangled Dragons? Yes, I do. See, that one was actually palatable. Yeah. That actually kind of made sense. It's a fantasy. Wee. Oh, God. How to Train Your Dragon comes out this year. Oh, yeah. We're all going to be openly bawling. <sighs> like... Both because it's probably going to be a really good movie, and also because we're old. We're old, and it's sad, and it's done. <laughs> what have we become? <laughs> um, so, what was the episode about? <laughs> Torchwood. Torchwood. Right. So, not Torchwood Tumblr Amer- fandoms. Yep. Torchwood America. Um, they did kind of do a Torchwood America thing in Miracle Day because. Almost the whole thing was set in America. Okay. There were some bits that were in Wales, and the finale part of it took place in, like, Hong Kong. But for the most part, it was America. It was an American co-production with stars. They had American actors in the lead roles. Um, Okay. Bill Pullman was one of the main characters in there. Okay. And he was one of the, well, he wasn't necessarily a villain, But, okay, yeah, he was a villain, because he was a pedophile murderer. But the he ended up being a protagonist just because he wasn't the person actively trying to ruin the world. Okay. And so it's like, he it was one of my favorite characters, because, oh, absolutely, he doesn't get any sympathy or try and justification of anything. No, it's like, he's, you're terrible, you're terrible, he's terrible. And he's like, yes, I am terrible. Uh Have you met me? I'm terrible. Um... (laughs) But he's just so unapologetically evil about it. Like, I was... The writing of that appealed to me. Okay. And the whole premise of Miracle Day was that one day deaths just stop happening. Oh. So, like, people will get injured, like, horribly wounded and injured. And, like, Bill Pullman's character, he's on death row and he's getting the lethal injection. And it just doesn't take... And so at first everyone's like, oh, it's a miracle. Like all of our loved ones who we thought were going to die, now they're going to survive. And then as it goes on, just slowly deconstructs how, yeah, the mer- there's no one dying. But so now there's people who are still alive, even after being horribly maimed and wounded and like decapitated, crushed. 
Yeah. And you know it's a major strain on resources and... Yep. That became a whole thing. Oh, it got very dystopian very quickly. Yeah. And so that was... Yeah, Torchwood gets dark, and that was some of the appeal, is that Torchwood is like the uh, edgy little cousin to Doctor Who. Okay. Even when Doctor Who gets dark, they try and find a light way out of things, whereas Torchwood can get very grim. Well, I think the whole thing about Doctor Who is that at the end of the day, it's still like a family show. So you, on the one hand, you can get dark. On the other hand, you still have to, you know, remember not to get too dark. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and it's also definitely not a family show because Jack Harkness is fucking everything. Yeah. Him and, him and Yanto, the first three series, just constantly. <laughs> not in the fourth series because Jack got Yanto killed. Oh. Through his own hubris. Good job, Jack. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of heard that everybody on that show could be terrible. Oh, they're all terrible, and so many of them died. Yeah. Like, Owen and Toshiko from the first two series, I'm sure they were great characters. I never met them, because they <laughs> died. Yeah. I had considered watching Torchwood for a bit, now that I remember, and I'm like... I was reading some stuff, I think it was on TV Tropes, and just going like, you know, this seems pretty depressing, I'll go watch something else. Yeah. And so that's one thing I would do with a, a Torchwood spinoff, is... It can be dark, but it doesn't have to like have a downer ending for half of the episodes. Yeah. Just give it a thing of... Well, here, here's my other inspiration for this, is that in the Doctor Who New Year special, they are dealing with a Dalek, one single Dalek, which is enough for the Doctor to get thrown into panic mode, because the Daleks. Yeah. And so she's trying to contact Unit and get back up, and she gets this like really shitty phone operator... Then's like, the line's been disconnected. And the doctor's like, why is the line been disconnected? Like, I'm trying to get to unit. Like, here's all my secret codes and access codes. And, like, the bureaucrat lady looks it up. He's like, yes, it looks like unit was, uh, they lost funding following questioning of the reasons for their continued existence due to the lack of alien invasions. <laughs> oh. And then the doctor, she just has the most epic face palm. <laughs> She's standing there with the phone. <laughs> Oh, poor doctor. So my other idea is that after Unit was defunded because the doctor's too good at their job, <laughs> they didn't have to stop any alien invasions because the doctor beat them to it. Yep. Um, after Unit is disbanded, some former people from there come across some former agents of Torchwood and... They basically reformed Torchwood in the States. Why in the States? Okay. Because as far as I can tell, most Torchwood branches are formed on top of space-time rifts. So will this be set in Roswell or some weird-ass place in the US? Uh, I feel like we should leave Roswell out right now because they're currently doing their own thing on the CW. Okay. They're back, they're back and they're spacer than ever. Pacific Northwest is always cool. There's also the Bridgewater Triangle over in New England. And yes. also Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Just the entire state of Florida. The entire... Actually, yes, <laughs> let's throw let's throw Torchwood into Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, like one of the running jokes of the original series is that there, it takes place out of Torchwood Three in Cardiff. Yeah, because the London Torchwood One in London got destroyed due to a Cybermen invasion. I don't know what happened to Torchwood Two, and Torchwood Three is in Cardiff. <laughs> and a lot of people are doubtful about the aliens because, like, why would aliens be in Cardiff? <laughs> yeah. Now, Florida, on the other hand, you'd say, yeah, Torchwood is located in Florida because of aliens, and people are like, you know what, there's weirder stuff that goes on in the state. Yeah, what is what is the moose jaw of Florida? <laughs> I don't know. Daytona? Yes. <laughs> Torchwood, Daytona. <laughs> Florida. I was also going to suggest Jacksonville. Mainly oh, because of a... the good place. Okay, maybe. Or um, St. Petersburg is actually pretty normal. Um, Tallahassee? Tallahassee. <laughs> Was there a character in Generation Kill named Tallahassee? No, the, the Tallahassee's no. from Zombieland. Yes. I was going to say, are you thinking of Zombieland? I am thinking of Zombieland. So we have Torchwood, Tallahassee, <laughs> with this this poor British bureaucrat person who came from Unit, trying <laughs> trying desperately to piece things back together and defend the world in the occasional absence of the Doctor, because that was like that was the other appeal is that the Doctor can't be. I mean. Yes, the Doctor can be everywhere at once, but they aren't always necessarily everywhere at once. Also, yeah. time shenanigans means they can't intervene with every single thing that's happening. That's true. And like, So there is a Hollywood, Florida. Like, like a separate office? No, it is a... Well, I guess it was supposed to be a city, but it's been basically swallowed up by Miami. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Miami, bitch. <laughs> well, Miami is very iconic too. Just get the the Brit the National British Orchestra or whoever to do a cover of "Welcome to Miami," <laughs> and that's the theme song. <laughs> Everybody's wearing pastels. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> and also Miami is at like one of the points of the uh, Bermuda Triangle. Oh yeah, I wonder. I feel like Doctor Who may have already dealt with the Bermuda Triangle, but I want to check on that. Well, just because uh, it's been dealt with once doesn't mean that you can't go back to it again. One account says that the creation of the Bermuda Triangle was apparently caused by the Seventh Doctor and the Sleaze Brothers, causing the monks' TARDIS to implode. <laughs> in 1918, an alien ship crash landed on the planet Earth, where its octopod pilot remained in the oceans of the Bermuda Triangle. Around that time, it attacked the USS Cyclops, whose human crew believed it to be a giant squid. At the time, the Tenth Doctor and Heather McCrimmon had used the TARDIS to travel to that period, where they discovered the true reason why the Cyclops had sunk. They managed to temporarily stop it by throwing manganese ore from the cargo bay on it. This disrupted the octopod's magnetic field, forcing it back into the sea. The temporary distraction allowed them to escape, and the Doctor revealed that he could not save the ship as it was part of history, and thus its destruction would remain to mankind a mystery. 
Sarah Jane Smith yeah. headlined a story about the mysterious destruction of oil rigs in the Scottish Highlands. Another Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> so the first two were all comic stories, and that one was the only TV stories, hmm. which also happened to involve the Brigadier, who was the head of unit until his death. Huh. And then, yeah, Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart, and then it was taken over by Kate Stewart, who was his da -da -da daughter. Okay. So, in an ideal world where this series is able to, like, gather all of the relevant characters, it would mm -hmm. probably be Kate Stewart from Unit and Rex from the Miracle Day series, because at the end of... Okay, so with Miracle Day, what happened is, due to some political shenanigans and a giant sphincter going through the center of the Earth... <laughs> okay... Um, an ancient conspiracy was able to use Jack Harkness's blood to make everyone else in the world immortal, but that made Jack mortal, because Jack's immortal because he's a fixed point in time, because Rose used the time vortex to bring him back to life after she merged with it. Time is weird and space is bendable. Yeah. Oh, well, in Doctor Who, it's like, Almost officially confirmed that time is a living being, and that's why it's almost never the same way twice when you time travel. Okay. And why there are some parts of time that are fixed, and then everything else is in flux. Okay. I guess. And the Doctor can't go back to the TARDIS's history, except that one time where he reenacted a Christmas carol to completely, like, gaslight a person into being a nice guy. Oh. There was also flying sharks, so that was cool. Okay. <laughs> um, so and at the end of Miracle Day they had to reset the world back to mortal by pouring Jack's blood into one end of the sphincter and then had to simultaneously pour it into the other end and their sub backup supply of Jack's blood was destroyed so Rex pumped himself full of Jack's blood just in case because Rex was immortal and so then he opened a chest wound, and he bled into the one end of the sphincter, and then Jack bled into the other end of the sphincter, and they reset the world, but then at the end of the series, Rex gets shot again, but then they find out that because of the reset and the blood and whatnot, now Rex was immortal just like Jack. Okay. And I have no idea if they followed that up in the audio dramas. Yeah, who knows. Let me do a quick check. I could have done research before this, but instead I decided, hey, let's start a recording an hour after I wake up. <laughs> so, um, another fun Florida fact. Uh, basically, Disney owns enough territory in Florida that they could, uh, like, legit make their own nation down there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard that. Mm-hmm. Disney, why are you so ominous? <laughs> because they can be. It's like they don't even realize it, though. Yeah. I wonder how... Maybe it was all part of some grand scheme that Walt came up with back in the day where he's like, I am going to make my company so inconspicuous because it's going to be all cute cartoons and take over the world. I mean, the, the totalitarian Disney government <laughs> would probably be the better of our options. They said, desperately trying to find a light side to this information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Doctor Who stuff. 
Doctor oh, They'd probably have to visit Disney World at some point. Yeah. Don't don't let it be air on ABC cuz then it'd have to do like make it a, an hour long commercial for Disney World. Yeah. Put it on like put it on Netflix or something and then Well, there's other uh amusement parks down in Florida. God, Florida's like 60% amusement park. <laughs> I know. Like, there's always uh, Bush Gardens, which is owned by Anheuser Bush. I wouldn't mind them sponsoring us, honestly. Anheuser Bush? They're a beer company. Oh, okay. They don't like Budweiser. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I did a quick check on, on Rex on the Doctor Who wiki, and it looks like he didn't do a lot after Miracle Day other than just become. A leader of the CIA, deputy director. Okay, so he's evil now. Oh no, he's he's still good. Okay, well, he's old I'm saying evil because the CIA is pretty fucking evil. Okay, <laughs> I don't Trust know me, enough about are. the CIA. They are evil. They're okay. the dark side. Is it CIA? CIA evil? FBI good? Yeah. Okay. Well, Rex and the FBI the is questionable, really. Rex has the personality of the kind of guy who would not take shit from the CIA. Like okay. he would be their token good teammate, and if he if he saw sketchy stuff, if he saw sketchy stuff that was not being used for the greater good, he would shut it down. And even if he did see it being used for the greater good, he would probably be keeping a very close eye on it. Yeah. Okay. So he would be like what the Nick Fury of this group? No, it would probably be Kate Stewart who would be the Nick Fury. Okay. Because it'd be like, Kate Stewart shows up in Tallahassee investigating a space-time rip. <laughs> because if it ain't the boa constrictors and bath salts, it's aliens. Yep. <laughs> there was another space-time rip underneath a high school. And the doctor was like, well, I could investigate this, but you teens seem pretty spunky, so I'll just let you handle this. Oh my god, it's Blake Holsey High. They did, well, they had, they made class. That was the other spinoff. And it only lasted for one season. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Put that on the list, though. Blake Holsey High. Okay. You're f more familiar with that one than I am. Okay. You put it on your list. I will. I will. Okay. My list, I keep, I'm keeping my list to myself for now. Yeah. I get excited about it, but I can't share it with you. So I have to share it with other people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just like run up to Ryan and be like, hey, check out this wild idea I have for another episode. <laughs> I I have to wonder what some of his reactions are. <laughs> if you ever see them because he's always wearing his sunglasses. Some of them are just like he takes his sunglasses off and points at me and just goes, you stop that. <laughs> Um, okay, Torchwood. <laughs> Torchwood, Kate Stewart shows up in Florida. She's trying to do official, like, unit business, even though unit is no longer being funded. So she has, she's disavowed. She has no badge. She has, she probably has a military rank, because Brigadier, I don't know if she reached the rank of Brigadier, but I'm sure she could if she tried. And she's investigating something, and she does come across Rex Matheson. I feel like Rex would have been, at some point, kicked out of the CIA, Mm -hmm. For trying to go off on his own investigations. Okay. And also, he won't let them use his immortality to do stuff. Yeah. 
But you'd think that they'd have they'd have already gone some sort of immortality because of space stuff regarding Roswell. I don't know. I don't know how Roswell factors into Doctor Who. <laughs> we'll make it factor in somehow. Most of the stories are British. Shocking, I know. I know, I know. But if you're going to set it in the States, and it's going to ultimately be about aliens and time travel, you got to at least address Roswell once. It could just be a throwaway line. Yeah. Rex asks if Unit had anything to do with Roswell, and Case just like, oh no, that was some idiot in Air Force putting tinfoil in the microwave. <laughs> so, it can't just be Rex and Kate. Um, ideally... I would love for Gwen to show up because Gwen is a lot of fun. She, by the third season, actually pretty much from the start, but especially starting in the third season, Gwen becomes like the face of the show even more so than Jack. Oh. Because she like, she's the one who at the same time as running Torchwood and like fighting off aliens and stuff, she is getting married and starting a family and like trying to protect her loved ones and all that kind of stuff. Whereas Jack slowly becomes not jaded, but he like, He's immortal, and he's had to take the slow path from the 1500s to the present day because he lost his vortex manipulator. So, like, he's seen some stuff, and he's so out of... A lot of times he's so out of optimism. Yeah. And he goes chasing danger and then gets really, like, regretful when he drags his friends into the danger because he risks them getting killed or just does get them killed. He has a huge guilt complex going on by the end of Miracle Day. So... But get Gwen in there, maybe maybe not as a regular, but have her show up for a bit. She can, like, officially, unofficially christen Kate and Rex and whatever other stragglers they round up the new Torchwood. One of the other running gags in the original series was that they were terrible at being a secret organization. <laughs> Everyone in town knew what Torchwood was and who was in it. They had pizza delivered directly to their door under the name Torchwood. <laughs> nice. They should probably also get a pterodactyl. Yeah. They had a pterodactyl in the original series. Yeah, I remember something regarding dinosaurs because space would like have their commercials for Torchwood and there was always something involving dinosaurs. Yeah, they had a pet pterodactyl in Torchwood named Miffinwee. <laughs> named by Ianto Jones after a Welsh goddess who sang beautifully. In 2008, he bought her pet insurance. Um, and it looks like she survived the destruction of Torchwood 3 during Children of Earth. Okay. I'm all for pet pterodactyls. Yeah. So so this is our cast so far. We have a no-nonsense British general super spy, an immortal then takes no shit CIA former CIA agent, and a pterodactyl. Yeah. How do we round out this cast? Could we get Jack back or Okay, so here I don't want this to be completely just a rehash of Torchwood. And yeah. so if, like, Jack and Gwen are showing up, like, I like the idea of Jack, or I like the idea of Gwen and her family being on vacation in Florida. They, like, come across all this stuff, and they're like, you know what, Rex, Kate, the character is yet to be determined. You seem like you have a handle on this. You should be the new Torchwood, uh, because okay. I don't want anything to do with that anymore. But then one of the, like, through lines through the first season while they're doing Monster of the Week stuff... It could be, like, finding graffiti or pamphlets or something that is just, like, uh, where is Jack Harkness or who is Jack Harkness or something like that. Okay. Like, something about Jack Harkness is out here doing something, but we don't know what. We don't know if he's in danger. We don't know if he is the danger. Because mm -hmm. they did that with the Bad Wolf stuff in Doctor Who. Yeah. 
And it was just like all over the place that they went. They found like these notes in this graffiti that said bad wolf. And eventually mm-hmm. they realized, hey, how can we keep seeing the words bad wolf? And then Rose became time itself and is like, and now I'm going to send the words bad wolf across time and space so that we know to come back here. <laughs> okay. It, it was odd. So yeah, we could do something like that. Um, Let's see. Who would, I guess, they then recruit in Florida? Yeah. So they would need, they would need someone who knows something about science and technology. Well, guess who launches rockets regularly from Florida? Oh, yeah. NASA. Get a literal rocket scientist in there. Yeah. We do also have to get Florida Man. (laughs) 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 They look at the paper one day and and they're like, Larry, this you. (laughs) No. Just all the weird headlines like, Florida man fights Daleks with a tire iron. <laughs> Get them the Dalek that has no gun and only two plungers. Florida man found in his underwear rolling around parking lot in an office chair. Was he on bath salts? <laughs> now we're turning into what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida. A Florida man is accusing a KFC worker of hitting him in the face (laughs) with a box of chicken, deputies say. (laughs) (laughs) It suddenly occurs to me, how much, how familiar are you with Doctor Who stuff? Not that familiar. I got the gist of it. Okay, so my relationship with Doctor Who, aside from, you know, stuff on Tumblr... Yeah, just learning about it through osmosis. Yeah, it's mostly learning about it through osmosis, but I remember watching episodes of the first Revival series, because that was a co-production with the CBC. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for a time, Doctor Who was airing on the CBC in Canada, and then... I remembered it aired on the CBC, I didn't realize that it was a co-production, too. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened with that deal, and they aired it on space, but because of my family's weird relationship with cable, cough, cough, or cheap, cough, cough. <laughs> so my ability to watch it was rather scattershot, and I've mostly learned about Doctor Who history. I, I'm more interested in, like, classic Who. Um, okay. From, like, uh... Linkara and Nash and SF Debris. So shout out to them. Yeah. I recently learned that Jamie Fraser of uh, Outlander was inspired by one of the Doctor's uh, early companions. Jamie McCrimmon. Huh. Yeah, the Scotsman. The only classic who companions I have any familiarity with, um, I know I know like bits and pieces. I know Sarah Jane Smith because she's the yeah. most famous one. I know yeah. Ace because she blows shit up all the time, which is yeah. great. Goals. Yeah. Um, there is also the Turlo, the alien dressed as a schoolboy. Yeah, I heard about him. And the robots. Yeah. Chameleon. Oh, oh, we should have we should have Tallahassee Torchwood encounter Chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> because the story of that robot is so it like it's they so don't sad. know. The man who allegedly built it, like, died the day after he bequeathed it to the BBC or something like that. Oh my god! Let me look up Chameleon. Chameleon. Oh, spelled with a K. 
Okay. Where's the behind the scenes? Um, it was not custom made for the series, but a device discovered by producer John Nathan Turner when he was searching for a possible successor to K9. According to the okay. featurette, script editor Eric Sayward and Peter Davison were extremely skeptical that the robot would work as an ongoing companion due to frequent malfunctions. Oh, yeah. And it only appeared twice in the series. For appearances were impractical due to the special effects required. Uh, da, 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 scenes were edited out and stuff. Any sign of regret... According to Peter Davison in the Metal Man featurette, any sign of regret shown by him or the Doctor during Chameleon's death scene was pure acting. He was in reality <laughs> gleeful to be done with the troublesome prop. <laughs> uh. Um, in their tongue-in-cheek reference book Doctor Who the Completely Useless Encyclopedia, Chris Howarth and Steve Lyons write that an examination of Chameleon's history reveals the possible existence of a curse of poltergeist pr proportions. Both Terrence Dudley and Peter Grimwade, who scripted the robot companion's appearances, have died. So to have chameleons human alter egos. Uh, <laughs> Eric Pringle should thank his lucky stars that a chameleon sequence was edited out of The Awakening, and missing adventure scribe Crank Hinton should start worrying. But yeah, the fact that it was just basically found, it just manifested out of nowhere. <laughs> I think chameleon is a Doctor Who monster that somehow wandered into real life. Oh my god. Through through the space-time rift in Tallahassee, Florida. Yep. Because everything bad comes from Florida. So that can be... <laughs> so would it be funnier if the Doctor did encounter Chameleon in Florida with Torchwood, or if she did not? Oh. How long has it been since Chameleon showed up? Fifth Doctor. Yeah. So, first scene in The King's Demons, which aired... 1983. It has been... We're going on 26 years. Oh, we missed, we missed Chameleon's 25th birth, birthday last year. Aw. Pour one out for the Hell Droid. Yep. Why not? Let's have the Doctor show up in Florida with Florida Torchwood, and there's Chameleon. Yeah, and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Chameleon can be the one found rolling in, rolling around in underwear in a parking lot in an office chair. Yeah, so Chameleon is malfunctioning. Chameleon has somehow been resurrected and is malfunctioning and are inspiring all the Florida Man tales. <laughs> Lee County deputies were called to a Bonita Springs shopping plaza after someone said a man wearing only shoes and underwear was rolling around the parking lot in an office chair. And the doctor's not even there to investigate. Like, she and her fam are just there on vacation. The doctor comes across Chameleon, and Chameleon, like, begins swearing vengeance because the doctor forgot about him. <laughs> and the doctor's like, listen, I don't even know. I've, been tr I've tried to investigate Chameleon's backstory, and as far as I can tell, he's some kind of anomaly generated out of nowhere. And it can be, like, this whole thing how Chameleon is some kind of eldritch force beyond time and space that just ended up taking the form of a robot. <laughs> And then in order to get rid of him, they just drop kick him through the space-time rift. <laughs> and then he lands in the real world. <laughs> and, and the curse continues. <laughs> okay. Every, every iteration of Chameleon, it becomes more and more broken down. <laughs> there, there's some kind of nested universe where Chameleon just comes to life 
and starts destroying the Doctor Who production team. <laughs> that is so meta. So, anyway, back to uh, our merry band of alien investigators, I guess. Yes, so right now we have we have four. We have Kate, we have Rex, we have Florida Man, and we have Science Person. We have the Rocket Scientist. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking... Hmm. Oh no, I almost want like a PI or a cop involved, like just like a regular old sheriff's deputy. Yeah. Oh, Be okay. Mo- so here's my idea. So like um cuz Gwen was like Gwen started out as a cop investigating some stuff and then she got embroiled in Torchwood. So yeah. that they can follow a similar premise where it's like a cop or a PI who are like they're very much cowboy, they do their own thing and they're investigating stuff. And that's how they kind of just fall into the alien stuff around the same time as Rex and Kate do. Well, maybe not too cowboyish. Like, I was almost thinking, like, good old boy, his main job is to pull people, you know, highway patrol or something. See some weird lights, that's what gets them pulled in. And are they a believer or no? Uh, maybe not at the beginning, because that is a bit more funny. And oh. Florida Man can also be, like, the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I was going to say, what if Florida Man is also the conspiracy theorist, but also they run one of the tabloids? <laughs> yes! So, like, they're, they're a decent journalist and they can help them with investigations, but also after all, all is said and done, they take all the torchwig antics and they just print them completely whole cloth in the tabloids. Yep. And, and no be- one will believe them. Well, it would probably be the thing of, like, outside of Tallahassee, everyone thinks it's just this weird, like, exploitation rag coming out. <laughs> but inside of Tallahassee, everyone just reads it and is, like, has this grip acceptance of, oh, we've, we've got a Torchwood now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and also, okay, so real life, the actual reason why we have all of the crazy Florida Man stories is because Florida has one of the most broadest what are called sunshine laws so basically the newspapers can print any uh police bulletin that they come across they can like literally call up their sheriff's department or whoever and be like hey uh do you have any news like arrests investigations whatever and they'll be like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the weird stories are actually more like padding yeah <laughs> well and also it's like there's terms and conditions in other states where journalists, they can't do sensationalist headlines, or well, clearly they can, because you still see them all the time, but like yeah. not to the degree that Florida does it. Yeah. And also the police can't release certain information just to keep things sounding reasonable. Whereas Florida, it's like, yeah, print whatever. Mm-hmm. We built this state on clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> it was BuzzFeed before BuzzFeed. <laughs> Oh, 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 here's here's an idea. Oh no. What if the BuzzFeed Unsolved Boys show up? Yes! <laughs> and they can, they can either be like themselves or they can be like a serial numbers filed off version of themselves. <laughs> Whichever one they want. We're from Fuzzbead. <laughs> <laughs> Just let them ad-lib the entire time. <laughs> what up, Daleks? It's me, ya boy. 
Have you actually watched BuzzFeed Unsolved? I have not. Everything I know about is from gift sets. I'm so behind on watching everything. I still haven't seen the new season of MST3K. <sighs> you don't have to watch everything. Yes, I do. You don't. Inject media directly into my veins. <sighs> but then I'm like, oh, yeah, Lindsay, you should probably start watching Riverdale again. Oh, yeah, I... <laughs> I think I last watched it, like, a month after the season finale. I haven't watched anything of season three. Okay, I watched some of season three, but then school happened, and I was like, ah! I know that there's a flashback episode, and there's big sapphic energy, so no matter what, it's gonna be passable. Yep. Um, oh, so we have to determine, since Jack isn't gonna be a regular character, we have to determine who our bicon of the week is gonna be. Yeah. It could be, it could be Florida Man. Yeah. Really, any any of the new characters, because I I'm all for like having Rex having like revelations, but I feel like I feel in my bones he's very heterosexual. Okay. He, you would probably enjoy Miracle Day. Yeah, I guess I'll give it a gander if I can find it. Yeah, I think I think people usually say Children of Earth is one of the best series. But it's also one of the darkest ones. Yeah. Um, Miracle Day wasn't quite as good, but I think it's more... I think it has a bit of a broader appeal, and I think it just uh, hits... It hits some of your buttons more than Children of Earth would. Okay. That's all I got for... Torchwood. For Torchwood. Torchwood, Tallahassee. (laughs) Come on down to Torchwood. And then we just ratchet up the crazy because this is florida we we do have to take the joke that everyone knows torchwood and just bring it up to 11 yeah like have it give it yelp reviews <laughs> have, have a sign on the like it's one of those offices just in a random strip mall where you yes. always see the sign for lease, and then finally, it's like something new moves in, and they're constantly trying to like refurbish it, and all, they just have like a sign on the front, and it's like Torchwood. We do not accept walk-ins, and then they're always getting walk-ins. Yep. I think my dog is an alien. <laughs> really now? Bring back the really weird Doctor Who aliens. Yes. Like the Adipose. Mm-hmm. They're sentient fat, and they're adorable. Is there anything else you can think to add? Uh... What's your favorite Weird Doctor Who thing that we could just throw in here? Weird Doctor Who thing. Um... You know those clockwork aliens from the Girl in the Fireplace episodes? Oh yeah, they were cool. Oh my god, that could be at the knockoff Disney or one of those, like, um, an abandoned theme park. The Halloween yeah. episode, there. Yeah, some of them just... Sh- yeah, I do. Oh, that is a really good idea. Some of them just show up in an abandoned theme park. Yeah. We've got, like, the It's a Small World knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's an obvious scary thing, but, like, I've been on that ride. It is creepy as fuck. Oh, what if... Okay, so what if instead of the pterodactyl, Torchwood just ends up adopting one of the clockwork robots from there? Oh, yeah. Because it shows up in the theme park and is like wandering around. It's searching desperately for Madame La Pompadour. <laughs> but it can't because it's in goddamn Florida. 
<laughs> the poor thing can't comprehend it. It's so lost and alone. And so they they adopt it. <laughs> and then in the chameleon episode, it can have like a knockout brawl with it. But it's just like, it's just like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And they're just like, bonk, bonk, bonk. <laughs> yes. Just all of this. Yes. We are going to make this the weirdest show on space. Or <laughs> the other option I just thought of was that if we move it to somewhere in the Maritimes, we can give it to the CVC. <laughs> did did you watch Cavendish? No, I haven't seen that one yet. It just started. You need to watch Cavendish on the CVC. Okay. It's kind of like Gravity Falls, but instead of it's two brothers and they're adults and it's through a Canadian bullshit lens. Yep. It's the only show so far that's made me laugh at a child getting stabbed. <laughs> my god. And probably by parents too. <laughs> now, how thick are the accents? Oh, there is one side character where his entire character is he is the accent. <laughs> um, the, 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 the bigger PAI thing is the fact that the first scene is one of the brothers obnoxiously singing along to the Anne of Green Gables musical. <laughs> and in the second episode, they join a production. It's PEI. It's like they damn near have Anne of Green Gables on their license plates by this point. And is all. Ella Montgomery will consume all of that fucking island. <laughs> I did recently see a gift set of just like a compilation of all the times Anne smacks that guy with her blackboard. Oh, Gilbert? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that it's the one universal constant. And must always smack Gilbert in the head with that slate. And then they eventually end up together. Yep. That's, that's how you know. They were the original Ron and Hermione. I was trying to find a way to segue into the fact that one of my great-grandparents, sets of great-grandparents met because one of them threw a tomato at the other in the grocery store. <laughs> I think that was a great aunt. <laughs> Still, that's a great way to meet your future spouse. Yep. And that's, that's what my mom's all like, Tanner, you just have to find a guy who is going to throw a tomato at your head. <laughs> or maybe the, the next guy you start dating was someone you threw a tomato at. Yep. <laughs> it's just, those are the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, so we're an hour in, and we've reached the point where we're com very much off topic. I, I yeah. think we, I think we've made a pretty good monster. Yes, this entire show is a Doctor Who monster. Yes. Um. So in that case, Lindsay, where can people find you on the internet? I'm at Lindsay M four seven six. Lindsay spelled with an A on Twitter, and you can get to all of my various other social media bullshits through there. Uh, Tanner, where can people find you? Lindsay with an A and with an E. <laughs> uh, no, 
Um, I just had to get that out there. Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod, which is the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and it's pronounced Nerif. You can also email us at notifireboot at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, critiques, recommendations. Um, I actually recently guested on Power Up Everything Nintendo and Beyond, and Vigil mentioned that we should do a reboot of Back to the Future at some point. Okay. But I think, I mean, she also expressed interest in being a guest here, so I think maybe hold on to that until yeah. she shows up. Uh, you can also follow this podcast on Instagram at not if I reboot you first, and the hashtag is Nerf. Um, wasn't Narf one of the characters from Too Many Cooks? I think so. It was the puppet cat. Yes. For our one hundredth episode, we'll reboot Too Many Cooks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's us just swan diving into the weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that would be like our final episode. We can't top it. Yeah. Um, and yes, and speaking of, speaking of guests, you can contact us through the email or any social media. If you're interested in being a guest on here, you can bring your own property to reboot or remake or adapt or sequelize, and we will just give you the floor to roll with it. Yep. It's lots of fun. So anyway, Tanner, you want to clue for next week's episode i sure do um it's going to be about a magic school that's a lot better than hogwarts interesting <laughs> wait we're not doing another harry potter episode are we no okay good i we need more some space between those i feel <laughs> yeah all right okay all right that will be very interesting yeah so we will see you guys next week bye bye Let's get into the thing. All right. Listen. 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 Listen to this. It's going to be great. <laughs>